Hello everybody and welcome to Brumbagur. You will not get there on a road bike. After a couple of weeks of break, now we are back. Actually, we're not exactly two weeks of break, because in the meanwhile I was down to Morocco producing the official podcast of the Atlas Mountain Race. And if you liked it, because I hope you listened to that, so I am already thinking that you liked it, just write anywhere else in the social media or in the comment, if you have the comments here, wherever it is, which one was your favorite episode and whom do you want to be interviewed on this podcast, as well as in the one of the Atlas Mountain Race. I have already a couple of ideas in mind, you will know more. As I was saying, new season, that's why now we have a new intro song for this period is still from the amazing artist that we all love, Bonus Points. You will find him with no problems on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash bonus points. And the new song or the new track name is Close To You. I hope you like it as well. I have to say thank you to all of you listening to this podcast first, to Open and to Andy Kessler for the amazing open up that I've been writing for the last season. Still a lot of fun, a lot of enjoying fun. And it was the perfect, yeah, the perfect relax machine for this weekend where I came back from Morocco and I was, yeah, a bit missing the sun. I was out, it was raining, but anyways, it was amazing riding that great machine. And I have to say thank you also to Simon, that in the meanwhile that I was out, he actually worked hard to get somebody on this podcast. The interview is gonna go live next week, so stay tuned and probably you already know who you, yeah, who he interviewed and who is gonna go live on this podcast. Another thing that I want to tell you is that just you need to be sure to subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it in all the platforms that you want, especially on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, how they like to call it. And then now let's move completely into this week's episode. I'm going to interview my friends working at 3T because they are the organizers of the Jerobomb, a completely different kind of taste of event and gravel event because you know here in Italy and in Europe gravel is different from the US you're gonna know why in one second so today it's pretty I don't know I'm super happy because I'm talking with people that I really like and uh, yeah anyways probably I'm talking with people that I really like with whom am I talking today hi guys who is on the other side of the mic Hello Stefano, I'm uh, Eric from uh, 3T Bikes and I'm here to talk about uh, the gravel in Italy. Of course, and who's with you Eric? Ciao, this is Carlo from 3T as well and uh, I've joined the company a couple of years ago so I have some memories of the past events, past editions of the events we are talking about today. Perfect. Hi guys. Hopefully you are doing good. You told me already that you are eating a lot of biscuits. So for sure life is sweet for you this morning. Yeah, it is. Cookie life is a good life. <laughs> Eric, you, I think that you have to at least to tell another couple of words about yourself. Okay, you work for 3T. It's something like you're pretty fresh in the company. What were you doing? Something like this August and also last year and also all your life. Seems like you're already a good name into the ultra cycling world. Yes, uh, uh, last summer um, I did uh, the Silk Road Mountain Race in Kyrgyzstan. Um, this was my first real experience in the ultra distance bikepacking races. Uh, has been something incredibly hard. 
uh, really, really hard, but uh, I did it and uh, I'm really, really happy. It was, uh, was uh, maybe my biggest dream uh, around the cyclist until now. And so I, I'm happy for this. Cool, guys. So everybody there who is listening to us, please keep an eye. Eric Scagianta It's actually... Somebody that you are listening to his name another couple of times, for sure. And uh, what about you, Carlo? How are you involved with cycling, gravel cycling, and everything like this, apart from working from 3T? Yeah, I was uh, keen on cycling uh, mainly when I was uh, younger. Then uh, I started running because of uh, <laughs> less time available, uh, less spare time. So... Uh, I stopped the biking for for some years, but then joined the company a couple of years ago, and here the the bikes are always around. So <laughs> I was uh, luckily forced to restart uh, cycling and doing it doing it uh, on a gravel on a good gravel bike, the uh, 3D Explorer. And uh, so now I uh, my Strava is uh, mainly uh, a bike thing and not a running thing. <laughs> and we are all happy for that. Yeah. <laughs> okay guys as we were saying at the beginning we are here today to talk a bit more about the gravel scene in general in europe but specifically in italy um let me make something like a small intro on that so a couple of weeks ago because i was talking with gosse gosse van der Meer, uh, about gravel events that are gonna happen in italy if they're gonna happen some or whatever and actually, I didn't find so many of those because, okay, I'm not talking about um, long bikepacking events. I don't know, for example, the Italy Divide, the Veneto Trail, the Tuscany Trail. I was thinking a bit more something like we see in uh, in the world and thinking about, I don't know, the Land Run, the Dirty Kansa, the Dirty Boar, and all these kind of things. But I didn't find so much of that. Then Eric wrote me and he told me, Look, Stefano, here we are not in Kansas. It's a bit complicated to find this race. Can you tell me a bit more about that? So, yes, uh, the gravel scenario in Italy uh, started uh, more or less uh, five years ago uh, with the first event uh, in the north of Italy. And uh, since uh, the burn of gravel in Italy, uh, there hasn't been real, real gravel races. Because uh, the gravel event uh, has been a kind of alternative to the many, many, many Gran Fondo or uh, the cyclist Gran Fondo uh, that uh, in Italy still exists but uh, born many years ago. Uh, so um, people started to uh, take part in this event uh, to, to ride in a different way not thinking about the uh, ranking, not thinking about uh, the timing, uh, but just uh, enjoying, enjoying the uh, uh, gravel, uh, gravel ride, so out uh, of the tarmac and, uh, and the traffic, and uh, stay with friends, drinking beer, and chilling, more or less. Little by little, uh, these races uh, started growing up a lot, and uh, today there are hundreds of events in Italy, in the south, in the north, in the center. But uh, anyway, uh, there are uh, no events that are real races. Maybe um, the, 
the only one event that uh, is more or less uh, um, a race, like Dirty Cans or something like that, uh, is the Nova Eroica in Tuscany, uh, where you have also a number. Uh, but uh, anyway, we are still so far from uh, a race like Dirty Kanza, where there are uh, pro riders uh, that uh, ride uh, for hours and hours uh, with incredible speed average and uh, are there just to take uh, a place on, on a podium. So you are telling me that usually during all the events, the gravel events that are happening in Italy, nobody really rides as fast as they can. There are not so many wattages on the ground there everybody's chilled so uh, i have to say that uh, uh, people that ride really fast and <laughs> okay 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 that are there are there to to um, uh, catch uh, the short time on the track there are but the difference is that uh, for example if i ride the veneto gravel as fast as possible i'm not doing it uh, to to arrive before someone else, but uh, I'm doing it because uh, it's a challenge for myself. Okay. Uh, so there is, a, there is this kind of speed. It is no competition with the other uh, participant, but uh, it's more a competition with, uh, with yourself. So, okay, it looks like actually um, the scenario there talks about a bit more shield rides. Uh, obviously, it can be fast, also because everybody wants to hunt some KOM from here and then. Uh, but I truly believe that anyways, and tell me if it's correct or not, uh, it's not only a thing about the spirit of the rides, but it's also a different terrain. I don't know, I watched the images of, as I would say, in Land Run or of Dirty Kansas, especially, is the king of the rides there. And it seems like the gravel there, it's pretty smooth and... You know, with not so many single tracks and stuff. On the other side, if you think, if I think about uh, Veneto Trail, Tuscano Trail, and everything similar to that, it looks like it's a bit different terrain. It's a bit more harsh, a bit more. I don't want to say gnarly, but almost a mountain bike track. Is it always like this? So uh, I agree with you that there are many, many uh, differences in, for example, in the North American landscape and uh, in the, the North Italy landscape. Uh, but uh, I think the main difference between uh, these two countries uh, are the, uh, the infrastructure, like a street, uh, like a little village. And in Italy, uh, in particular in Pianura Padana, uh, there are many, 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 many roads and many, many cars. So uh, it's really hard to find vast area, um, vast desolated area, like for example in Kansas, where you have this uh, uh, long, straight, and large gravel road without cars, uh, without many people. Uh, so. Uh, are road perfect for a race like Dirty Camp, for example. In Italy, uh, this thing is really different. And uh, organized events uh, that are races uh, means to close road, means to ask for many, many permission. It's really hard to do that. 
So I think that uh, mainly is for this reason that there are no real gravel races in Italy now. Uh, and anyway, yes, also the terrain is uh, um, is different. Uh, for example, uh, in the flat of Pianura Padana, uh, yes, there are many gravel tracks uh, that are uh, not uh, not uh, too. Um, rocky but uh, yes uh, as soon as you go uh, around the pre-alps or alps uh, the track start uh, start to become really uh, really rugly with uh, rock uh, and uh, are more uh, mountain bike track maybe than a gravel road uh, can I ask you a question anyways and tell me it's a bit more is it, if it's a bit too direct or stuff which one is your favorite one in Italy gravel race or gravel events? Uh, so, uh, I like uh, uh, separate uh, two types of events. So, the one-day event and the more-day event. Uh, for example, uh, I really like uh, Jeroboam event. Wait, 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 we're going to talk about that. Don't rush, don't rush. Go with the other ones. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yes, uh, I like uh, the one-day event in the Alps. Uh, Another event could be it's it's not uh, uh, well known in the gravel scene because it's more a mountain bike event. Is uh, for example the track six hundred uh, six thousand sorry uh, and uh, our event uh, where uh, you are completely in the Alps uh, with uh, really difficult uh, tracks. Uh, but uh, anyway, our event uh, just of one day. So you start in the morning and you finish in the, the evening uh, if you want to uh, ride it in just one rush. And uh, meanwhile, there are also events uh, like the Italy Divide uh, that are much longer, are multi-day event. And, uh, uh, and yes, it's a different experience. In the middle, uh, there are events like the Veneto Gravel, Veneto Gravel is uh, mainly a flat event in uh, Pianura Padana. It's uh, more or less uh, almost 700 kilometers and uh, are two days, uh, is a two day event. Uh, you can ride it uh, in one rush, but uh, you go uh, further, further than 24 hours anyway. Uh, so these are the three. Uh, Three different type of gravel event in Italy. Okay, cool. So you were mentioning, and then I stopped you because I'm a bad person about the Jeroboam. But let's make a step back on that because you're here. You are, anyways, into the company, into 3T, but into the landscape of gravel events in Italy and in general in Europe. And then we're going to talk because it's going to also move out of Europe at a certain point. You actually, um, how is 3T involved there? Also because we have to consider that 3T with the Explorer was actually, I don't know, giving the birth to the first aero gravel bike of the world. So how is it involved in that? And is 3T a bit more related to really fast races or also into the experience races? So, uh, yes, the um, philosophy of 3T uh, has been always a philosophy around uh, something for gravel, but uh, uh, something not, uh, not slow, but okay. fast. 
And so uh, the Explorer uh, in this moment is a, a perfect biker for a dirty car, mm -hmm. for example, or also for um, uh, um, Veneto Gravel with the 700 wheels. But uh, anyway, in his soul, uh, when you set up on that bike, uh, 27 and half uh, big uh, tires, uh, you have uh, you have a bike that is really really funny. Also in uh, in the Rogli track uh, that uh, I was talking about, uh, and yes, uh, in Italy, three uh, T um, starting. Uh, Three years ago was with Jeroboam. Jeroboam is not a flat, uh, a flat uh, event uh, for sure. There are many, many meters uh, of climb. Uh, but uh, anyway, I did it with uh, Athletic Explorer is uh, is fun and uh, is one of my favorite events because uh, there are many, many. Uh, really cool uh, tracks uh, in the hoods, uh, hard uh, hard climbs and uh, really funny and fast dashing. So it's something something really interesting uh, for a gravel bike. Super cool. Then Jeroboam, I don't know, I'm super jealous, but all the time it seems like I cannot take part to the Jeroboam because I have stuff to do, but that's another story. So maybe you can start guys from that. Jeroboam, how and why did it start? And what it is now? Yeah, it started uh, four years ago for the Vision 3D to expand and spread the gravel move, which was growing in the US, but was still pretty no unknown in Europe at that time. So four years ago, and now there's a ride uh, almost every weekend, but not at that time here. So um, this was the let's say marketing strategy of the company. Uh, to create events to push uh, our products and but we needed the help of uh, people to do this and uh, I think the, um, we have to mention one uh, it, have, it has to be Eddie our colleague who helped a lot in uh, um, making this uh, this thing happen uh, he lives in Franciacorta and knows the uh, people and the territory very well and uh, he found uh, the, uh, the people who helped in creating Jerome French Court at first event. Um, the cycling club uh, um, of Jamie's bike, one of our dealer who helped a lot, and some guys who uh, knew every single trade there, like Nicolo and Michele, who started helping in creating the, the, the routes. And uh, this is uh, still uh, one of the points of value of uh, our event changing every year uh, a little bit to make it better and uh, obviously we have to mention also Andrea Venesso the organizer of the European uh, Cyclo Tourism Meetup in Mantua who is, uh, has been involved in these four years in the event but many things have changed uh, since that time since the first edition because it, at the beginning it was a race and uh, yeah, the first edition was a race, and it was also a mixed of uh, a mixed event because uh, two distances, the 75 and the 300 were gravel, and the, the middle distance, the 150, was a road race, road drive. That one, then road race, the the gravel, the gravel, the gravel, uh, gravel routes. Um, now it's a full gravel event, and it's all the distances are rides, no, no more race. 
So there was a, a change from the beginning, and now it is, uh, as you mentioned before, uh, it uh, fits a bit more probably the, the mood travel has in Italy and uh, even worldwide, uh, but uh, in Italy mainly. Cool, okay, makes sense. Um... I have actually something in mind because I remember it was last year, the year before, I don't remember. Anyways, I was talking with Michele, one of the organizers of the Girobon Francia Corta, and he was telling me he was talking to me exactly about the terrain. Because it seems like everybody comes to the Jerobom anyways and at the, for the first time. And at the beginning, everybody expects something like, I don't know, um a gravel event on a more or less flat road with I don't know, with super smooth tarmac, but doesn't happen because actually the roads up there are mostly climbs and mostly climbs in harsh terrain. And then once that you are up, you are astonished by amazing and wonderful um, landscapes and scenario. Is it still like this or now people that come to the Jerobong Franciacorta in this case, really they know that they are going to actually have in front of them some tough day, but super good accomplishment anyways, but anyways, tough days of riding. Yeah, well, we honestly have, must say that we had some issue in the past, in the very first editions, because uh, uh, people maybe were um, used to uh, consider gravel like uh, going on gravel along a river. We are pretty close to Pianura Padana and uh, it is completely flat and uh, we have a lot of rivers with uh, this paths uh, along that are really, really uh, easy and you could do it uh, with a trekking bike, maybe with a road bike too. Um, and there are many rides that, are, that, that, that move. Jerobom uh, is not. Jerobom is uh, probably much closer to a cross-country route, a very long one. So uh, at the beginning, many people arrived at the, many, some people arrived at the village with uh, there are 700 C wheels with uh, 28 millimeters tires, um, maybe so leak. And uh, of course, it was not uh, the, the, the right gear to, to accomplish the, the route. So, uh, the, our uh, communication in the last edition were, was uh, hammering on this and uh, more than selling tickets and having entries, we uh, tried to tell the eventual participants, if you are coming to do this, uh, you have to know that it's uh, really tough. It's 7,000 7, meters elevation gain uh, along 300 kilometers if you choose the longest route and uh, you will have to uh, pass uh, very technical parts and uh, probably also push the bike for some minutes uh, or more. Uh, and if you like this, this is the event for you. If you don't like this, uh, okay, let's consider before entry. Perfect. Then you were talking exactly about something that I want to kick in now. You were talking about people and participants. How is actually the audience of people that are coming to the Jeroboam and how do, it, do they enjoy and which one is their reaction when they start and when they arrive? How is the population that comes and rides for the Jeroboam? Yeah, we have very different participants because of the four lamps uh, uh, available in the schedule. So you can uh, start with the 37 and a half that is uh, for flat families and people that probably like more wine than bikes. 
so they can go in the cellars and taste wine along the route. Uh, the, seven, uh, the, the 75 kilometers route is for beginners, but is uh, requires a, a, an effort as well because it's a 1,000 meters elevation gate, but you don't have to be a very experienced rider, and if you come from a road bike, uh, you can uh, face this uh, route as well. And the 150 is uh, harder because uh, it's a full day on bike, uh, at least uh, six, seven hours for the strongest riders, but uh, the, the, the standard participants start at, the, at nine o'clock in the morning and arrive with the dark unit. It's September, so the, the, the days are long. Um, and it is probably the more racy uh, event inside the event for the stronger riders because they they can really push out for the uh, wall uh, route that is uh, faster much faster than uh, the, the 300 kilometers on the longest route so the original Jurobon, we have very different kind of people because uh, uh, the very, and last year was uh, uh, that told us again this because the very first group of six riders they did uh, basically a non-stop overnight ride, uh, leaving uh, at 7 a.m. from the village on Saturday and arriving there at 3 o'clock in the morning on Sunday, so 21 hours with uh, very little stops, no sleeping and uh, pushing hard all the time. Even if uh, they arrived in 6, so uh, probably there was someone uh, uh, stronger than the others, but they wanted to have, do it like a ride, even if a very, very fast ride uh, uh, and uh, um, requiring one. And the, uh, the opposite, the very last group of uh, six riders as well, uh, they, they stopped for a party uh, during the night uh, at the Half Route in, uh, on Lago Libro, where they uh, attended a, a, a concert and uh, uh, they slept there. Uh, in their sleeping bags, and they started the day, uh, the morning after, and 30 kilometers before uh, arriving, they were having an aperitivo in uh, Brescia again. So they arrived when we were dismantling the village. They were very happy as the very first one, but uh, they did a completely different event. Yeah, they actually just enjoyed it, right? And this is a great spirit of it because you really can make... I think, actually, tell me, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that this is exactly the perfect spirit of the Jerobon. You have four different options, but also beneath the, the options, you have different ways and different spirit that you can really get the event. So you can really tailor your own event as it fits you the best. Yeah, this is uh, our goal, at least. So we hope that more and more people can understand this and that uh, uh, it's a demanding event, but you can enjoy in different ways. Perfect. Then still talking about the event and still talking about people taking part of the event, do you have some cool stories, anecdotes or funny episodes, whatever? Yeah, uh, uh, I mentioned my my experience. Uh, I told you that the workers group last year uh, arrived at uh, 3 a.m. in the morning. I, I was uh, trying to stay asleep to wait for them. Of course, the village was not crowdy at that uh, hour of the day, but I, I was uh, trying to stay asleep 
but uh, then I felt to slept on a, on the sofa in my sleeping bag and I was uh, wake, wake up by the noise of the Uber free wheel, of these six free wheels and I was, uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't really uh, wake up soon and uh, I couldn't uh, get out of my sleeping bag fast so I had these six people uh, staring at me and <laughs> they want their beer <laughs> and I wanted to. So it was a funny moment, um, and uh, probably yeah. The, the, I mentioned also the, the last group. In this group, there was a guy with his long beard, and uh, I got that he did the world route with uh, some uh, real uh, old Adidas Gazelle shoes. Uh, uh, <laughs> so it tells that uh, you can do 300 kilometers travel with 7,000 elevation meters elevation gain without uh, SPD cleats or uh, whatever. <laughs> cool. Yeah, these are interesting stories. I would love to talk with these people once. Probably they have a lot of cool story to tell me because I don't know what happens to this guy while doing a gravel event of 300 kilometers at 7,000 meters of altitude with Adidas Gazelle. I've done it once, the Heroica, with a pair of uh, all-stars, actually, <laughs> with the rain. But it's not the same field, I think. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but seems like Jeroboam is not only Jeroboam Franciacorta. We are moving in other directions right now. I would say you are expanding more because the direction is the same, but still you are trying to let more people understand this kind of culture of cycling and of riding gravel that you want to export. Uh, yeah, we have uh, seven. Last year we had four events worldwide, and this year they became seven, and we are trying to make this number increase a bit more. Uh, the very first one will be in Costa Rica in the middle of March. Uh, then we will move to Greece at, um, in May in uh, the region of Kalamata. And then in June uh, there will be uh, the very first Jerobon Japan. And then we will have two uh, dates in Italy on the Dolomites uh, at the end of June and uh, the original Jerobon Franciacorta at, uh, in, the, in the middle of September, like always. And then uh, in October, we will have the second edition of Jeroboam Spain in Girona and the very first edition of Jeroboam Austria in the car and uh, region. Cool. It looks like, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty interesting way to go. But the thing that actually hits my attention here is that this year you are doing two different events in Italy. So you have your signature one that we have been talking for the old time, probably. And this is the Jeroboam Franciacorta that, by the way, I think that anybody should experience this one. But what about the Dolomites? So the Jeroboam Dolomiti, it seems like, I don't know, I always I always go to ride the bike on the Dolomiti, but just I go there with the road bike. But seems like there is a completely new flavor to explore on the gravel side, isn't it? Yes, uh, the Jeroboam Dolomiti, I think, is something really, really cool. Uh, it's something that uh, more or less... Uh, every gravel cyclist and uh, but also mountain biker uh, who enjoy this uh, this mood exactly was uh, was waiting for because uh, dolomiti are really one of the most beautiful places in the world and there are many many trucks uh, Roguely tracks, but uh, as well uh, real uh, gravel tracks, uh, not uh, not much harder to ride. Uh, but uh, until this moment, the event, uh, the gravel event in the Dolomite, uh, were were pretty rare. Uh, 
Uh, and I think this is the first real uh, event in the Dolomite uh, taught uh, with the gravel mood. Uh, this is the first edition and uh, I think it will be something really interesting for all the cyclists uh, of Europe, of Italy, but also of the entire world because uh, Dolomite are unique. Uh, so, uh, just uh, I can wait to to see how people will react uh, for this cherubom. And what is gonna, there's gonna be, maybe sorry if I interrupt you on that, there's gonna be something like a super famous mountains pass that you are gonna do there that you can tell us because I'm checking on the website, it's already public the route that is gonna be? No, the track is, uh, is not already, is not yet public, uh, but uh, it will be someday, some days before now nah, come on tell me just one past one iconic place that is gonna be hit by the ra by the ride not by the race yeah we we, we would prefer not to, to, to tell this because uh, no the scouting uh, is um, a bit hard in this uh, at this time of the year there because there is uh, snow all over okay. the past. so uh, we have uh, with the or local organizer, which is the organizer of the Transromitics Way uh, Tour, uh, Maurizio. Uh, we are considering uh, two or three different uh, uh, possibilities, and uh, probably the, the 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 correct one will be chosen uh, in spring when the the chance to uh, do those trails with bike will be uh, again uh, possible. Now it's not okay 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 you are just trying to tickling a bit our appetites okay we can wait definitely we can wait <laughs> is there anything else any other difference that you would mention maybe carlo on um between the francia corta and the dolomites i'm talking about jeroboam and also i don't know your traditional things yeah probably uh, if we will go to um, um do the uh, one of these uh, options we are considering the dolomites would become the, the toughest, the Francia Corta one has always been the, the, the toughest of the rides with the, its uh, 7,100 um, meters of elevation, but uh, probably on Dolmite step we will reach 10,100. So uh, we hope that uh, people will uh, will register for this race. Uh, will be happy for this. Uh, this number. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, okay. I will try if I'm gonna come. I don't know. Actually, I still need to plan my calendar. I will try to keep off the recorder from the face of people because I think there's gonna be a lot of swearing. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's better yeah. like this. But are you gonna take part to any of those? I already heard that Eric is gonna be for sure the Dolomites, and for sure the both of you are gonna be. Uh, I don't know if taking part, but anyways, being around also for the Francia Corta. What about Costa Rica or Spain or Greece? Are you gonna also be there a bit? Yeah, we uh, last year I was uh, luckily I could uh, attend the Girobon Girona, and it was uh, a beautiful day. Uh, I just did the seventy-five watt. The environment and the route were great, so I hope this year I could do it again and uh, maybe with a longer plan. Um, for sure, we will not ride in a Jerobom Francia Corta because uh, we are uh, 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 there for for working. Let's say. Working. Um, I hope uh, that uh, we will uh, 
be able to attend maybe the other events in the, in Europe. So the Greek and the Australian ones uh, uh, should be great. For the Japanese, uh, we have a, a, a headquarter in Asia, so the, our colleagues there will attend. And the same probably for our pretty America colleagues uh, for Costa Rica. Okay, uh, I have two questions, guys, and then I will let you be. One, what about Austria? Austria, in which area is going to be? Do you know it already? or? Yeah, it would be in Carinthia, uh, in Canton. Ah, okay. It should be um, the, let's say, more friendly for every kind of rider, riders. So uh, the easiest, probably, that there the environment is very sweet it is uh, allows uh, to create a route that, that is very green and uh, uh, not uh, really hard so it will probably be the date you should pick if you are looking for something that is not extreme at all but uh, uh, very easy and uh, easy easy like a 300 kilometer stride can be but anyway easier than the others and uh, probably is the um, uh, the one who fits better the needs of uh, uh, families and uh, this kind of riders. Cool. I have really the last one. So just focus three minutes again only on Jerobon Franciacorta and Jerobon Dolomites. Of course, I want to ask you about which one is going to eat, eat, in your opinion, the perfect bike, the perfect setup to take part to those both just think that you have a 3t explorer or in my case an open up which kind of tires which kind of gears and which are the tips that you can give it to me uh well i think the perfect bike uh, could be um, a gravel plus bike with uh, 27.5 tires maybe with a section of uh, uh, 1.9 or 2.0, something like that, uh, with the right pressure. And uh, about uh, the gears, uh, uh, some uh, a gearing that can give you uh, one um, gear factor. Uh, so, for example, uh, for 42, 42. Yeah, exactly, exactly, something like that. But also, also something lighter, <laughs> because some some stretchy it would be quite uh, quite hard. <laughs> Uh, anyway, anyway, um, one by one uh, would be good. Um, yeah, uh, about Jerobon, uh, Franciacorta and Dolomiti. Uh, so, about Dolomiti, this is the first edition. And uh, me and also Carlo, uh, we, have to, uh, we haven't tried, tried the, the track yet. Uh, but a uh, little bit, uh, I know the, the places. And uh, I can say that uh, in uh, that area is uh, uh, it quite easy uh, find uh, a easy gravel track, uh, and after 10 meters start with uh, a real uh, mountain bike <laughs> track. Uh, so so um, will be a surprise. <laughs> but anyway, it's thought to be an event for gravel bikes and not for 
enduro bikes or cross country bikes perfect perfect so i would say that with my i don't know probably i've made the wrong choice on taking 700 c's but anyways i don't know i'm gonna have fun anyways anywhere yeah but uh, for example uh, nicolo varanini uh, is one of uh, the tracker durban francia corta is used to ride the uh, 90 percent of time with 700 tires uh, also uh, along the, the Jeroboam uh, Francia Corta. So uh, it's possible to ride it with uh, 700 wheels uh, with uh, 35 or 40 in large. Yeah, but we have to consider that Nicolo is an alien. <laughs> yeah. Right anywhere. Yeah. So <laughs> cool, guys. Do you have anything else that you want to add? Uh, Oh, that's, uh, the registrations are open on the Jerobomb.bike website. Uh, we have probably just passed the, the time for the early board fair, yeah. but uh, we are in the second uh, nice. release of the tickets so for Italian events uh, mainly. Uh, we, we advise everyone to register as soon as possible. Yeah, anyways, people out there that are listening to this episode, so if you want, just subscribe. I know that they are amazing events. And on the other side, I will actually be sure to publish the uh, faces or pictures of Carlo and Eric. So if you have somebody to swear at and you want to do it, you know the faces. So you can direct completely your insults directly to, do, to do these two guys. So it's fine. Okay. <laughs> Perfect, right? <laughs> guys, thanks a lot for, for our chat. And thanks a lot also for all the organization of this gravel event all over Europe. I think that actually, I don't know, the spirit that you described, it's exactly the spirit that I can see uh, that fits better, uh, the modern way of cycling. Just take a bike, go out and try to enjoy roads or gravel roads or whatever with your own spirits, without having pressure of performances or fast tracks or following somebody if not needed and if not liked. So thanks a lot for organizing all this. It's really great, great things that you do. Thanks to you. Thank you, Stefano. I will talk to you soon, guys, and enjoy your day. Thank you. Enjoy too. Still a bit of mystery in this Jeroboam series this year, especially talking about the Dolomite one. Well, I can understand now it's really impossible to scout any other track there in the Dolomites. But, you know, I can't wait to see a bit more about that. And then I can probably think to take part to it. I will let you know, I will keep you posted. I'm planning also to write an article about gravel events and gravel series into the blog, 3T blog. I will keep you posted on that and probably you will see also this episode embedded there in their publication. And then, apart from that, I want to say thank you to Eric and Carlo for taking part to this episode. I have to say thank you to Open, Open Up, because the Open Up is my ride for this season. I have to say thank you for listening, sharing, reviewing and rating this episode, whatever it is. And nothing else. I will talk to you next week. And for now, bye, bye, bye.